welcome to another episode of The Central Word, a podcast ministry of Central Baptist Church, Texarkana, Arkansas. Today's episode is from the morning message of Sunday, October 8th, and is preached by our pastor, Brother Mike Silvey. Our desire is that this message builds you up in your faith as you walk daily with Christ. Here now is Brother Mike preaching from Deuteronomy 5.16, a message titled, The Ten Commandments, An Invitation to Respect. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 16 presents to us the fifth commandment to honor your father and your mother. In 1978, Thomas Hansen of Boulder, Colorado sued his parents for $350,000 on the grounds of malpractice of parenting. (laughs) Mom and dad had botched his upbringing so badly that he charged in his suit that he would need years of costly psychiatric treatment. He would say later in adulthood, looking back on all of that, that he really was not after the money. He said all he really wanted was their love and their attention. He was definitely someone who is an example Uh, of not honoring their father and their mother. Now, as children, we will not agree with our parents all the time. And sometimes, speaking as a parent now, I'll admit that we're not always right as parents. We don't always get it right. But God has put an authority in the home to be the leader of the home Mom and dad are to lead the kids, and whether the the mom and dad are right or not, they should try to do their best, but whether they're right or wrong, the Bible says we're to honor and respect our parents. The scripture words the commandment this way, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long, that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God has is giving you. So this is an invitation to respect. Our God is a God who values showing respect to others. And the top of the Lord's list of respect are the elders in our life, the parents that he has given to us. So the honor parents is the fifth commandment. And in this scripture, there are three key aspects that I want to bring to your attention to help us to be reminded to uh, follow this commandment and to understand how important it is. And, and just by way of reminder, remember God is inviting us into his nature through these commandments. He's inviting us to think like him, act like him, uh, to be like him. And God is one who honors those who should be honored. And so the first key aspect, and this is in your outline, it's in the bulletin to be up on the screen. Number one is the priority of respect. Commandment number one is about the Lord. Commandment number two is about the Lord. Commandment number three and commandment number four are about the Lord, directly or indirectly. The first person that the Lord mentions other than himself in these commandments is you, Mom and Dad. Look how 
how priority it is for, for you to be honored. God honors parenthood. And here he is showing the respect. He's leading the way. He's showing us how this is something to be honored. And by giving this commandment the way he did to Israel. He knew that this would become the foundation of their society. He knew that this would become uh, part of our society as well. He is showing us that God wants society to be grounded in respect. Now what does it mean to respect? Respect means to admire or esteem someone else for who they are or for what they do. And um, someone said it this way, respect is what you owe, love is what you give. So there's authority in our life that God's put out there, and God has, uh, is commanding us here to show respect to authority, first and foremost, in our homes. And as we show respect in our homes, then we learn how to show respect out in society. Society is built on respect overflowing from the home. The home is the catalyst for society. God has set it up that way. The home is God's second institution that he created. Actually, it's the first that he created. And uh, the priority there is intentional that as the home goes, so goes the rest of society. And we found that to be true. The reason why there's so much disrespect and disorder out in public schools and out in the public at large is because there's been a breakdown in the home. When kids learn how to respect mom and dad, then they'll respect the teachers and the coaches and the police officers and the governmental leaders and everybody else. It's designed to work that way. And if we don't follow a commandment in the home, we'll not be able to follow it out there in the world. And there's just this breakdown. So the home is where the God intends for this respect to be prioritized and to be learned and to be honored and, and respected. So as we grow and we grow older, dynamics will change in the home, but honor stays the same. We're not called to obey our parents for the rest of our life. Only while we're under their roof. We'll get into that a little bit later. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. But dynamics will change. And for all of us who have parents, all of us do, one way or another, we're, we're called, while we're still not obeying everything that they are telling us, uh, we need to honor them. That stays the same all the way to the very end. And I would say to us who are older, who have had godly parents, God put them in our life for a reason, and we need to continue to listen to their advice. Even if we think we know better, uh, the older I get, the more I realize how wise my mom and dad were and still are. I, I've had more than one occasion, the moment where my thoughts are informing me that as I'm experiencing something in my adult life, I look back and I realize, oh, that's why mother and daddy did it that way. That's why they said that. That's why they thought that. Because they had been down that road. And so the priority of respect here is seen from the fact that God honors parents above all others. 
There are many others that we need to respect out in society, but God names mom and dad first. They're to lead the way. And as we show respect there, then we can truly show it elsewhere. Now, this honor also involves a practice. That's point number two. The word honor is an action word. It's a verb. There is some action that needs to take place to show this respect. And I've given uh, four actions that are from the scriptures directly that I think uh, shows us how to put this into practice. And the first is you, you show respect from how you act. In responding to your elders, to your parents. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 32 is a very interesting verse in the Bible. And we don't hear much about it. But it goes right to the heart of showing respect to elders. And here's what it says. It says, you shall rise before the gray headed and honor the presence of an old man and fear your God. I am the Lord. So, kids... Grandkids, try this next time. When your parents walk in the room, when your grandparents walk in the room, you stand up in their honor and show them respect and see what happens. <clears throat> That's what the Bible's saying. You might find you have a little extra in the birthday card next time if you do that. <clears throat> but either way, I guarantee you that it will mean something very precious to that adult in your life if you'll show them that respect. God knows how to show respect. And that's what he's talking about here. It's how you act around them. Number two, respect is seen by how you respond to them. Ephesians 6, chapter verse 1, all the kids can say this. Kids, let's all say it together. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is... Right, right? And so kids, we're, we're called to, as children, we're called to obey our parents, and by doing that, we respect them. Now, I know some of you probably don't need this, but just a reminder of what obedience really means. Obedience means you do what your parents tell you to do when they tell you to do it. Not 30 minutes later, <clears throat> not a week later, and when you do what they tell you to do, you do it with a smile on your face. This is a smile on your face. Okay? You don't roll your eyes. You don't make some noises that can't be identified. You, you, you obey respectfully, and you do what they tell you to do. Try this, too. Next time your parents tell you to do something, jump right up, go do it, and say, is there something else you'd like me to do? And, and when, when they get up off the floor, if there's something else... <laughs> They'll, they'll let you know. <clears throat> this is the kind of respect that God wants to see happen in families and homes. Why? Because it's important. It's a priority. And, and unless we learn it and we learn it well in the home, we'll not be able to practice it out there in the world. I guarantee you it's much harder to practice it out in the world with people you don't know. And people that are not as nice as mom and dad. And so, the practice of respect, it's how you act, it's how you respond to them. 
It's seen in how you talk. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, older women as mothers. To rebuke means to talk harshly to, to talk down to. And so we as adult children should never get to the place, even when the roles are reversed, that we talk harshly to our parents because of the fifth commandment. We always honor them. Now, if you live long enough, the roles will be reversed. And there's times where you'll have to assist mom and dad and you'll have to help them. And it's hard to be in that position where you have to parent your parent. And we begin to learn and understand how hard it was for them to keep control earlier in life. But they are due that respect. How God has used them in our life, how God has blessed us with them, taught us, raised us, protected us, they are due the respect all the way to the end of their life from us. And so the Bible says, be careful how you talk to your elders, to your parents. Always let it be with respect. And then finally, 1 Timothy chapter 4 also shows us that we're to care for them. We're to give relief. 1 Timothy chapter 5. So we see this uh, respect in how you help. Help goes in that blank there. 1 Timothy chapter 5 Verse 4 says, but if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. Verse 16, if any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them and do not let the church be burdened that it may relieve those who are really widows. So part of the church ministry is to help those who have need to relieve Older folks, when they have need, but the first step of action is for the family members, the Bible says, to step up and to give the help that they can. And this is because of the respect that's due. Several years ago, when I began to consider if we, my wife and I, need to move back down closer to my family, as my parents were needing more help as their health was declining. I struggled with this decision. I was in a full-time ministry, and we were in a place that we were close to our granddaughter, and we had a decision to make after seeing over time that we did need to offer some help and offer some relief. But how would we do that? How would we make that change? And I began to pray and ask the Lord to open that door if that's what we need to do and show us what to do. The door never opened, but the burden got stronger. And the reason was is because the Scripture teaches that you need to help take care of your parents if they need help. And that burden got so strong that we just had to come to the decision to say we're just going to pick up we're going to leave the ministry that we were at, and not knowing what doors were going to be open on the other end, we were just going to go and move in with my mom and my dad 
and do what we could to help. Not having any salary. We knew we'd get good meals, but we didn't know any salary that would be guaranteed. We were just convinced that that's what God wanted us to do. Why, why was he laying that burden on our heart? It's because of the fifth commandment. It's because of everything else the scripture talks about. To pay that respect and to help. And when we made that decision, we did not know all the doors that would be open. And we had no idea that we would eventually be led here and everything that's happened since. But God knew because he had a plan. You see, we just need to obey what he tells us to do and let him work out all the details. But I got good advice along the way. A mentor in my life that I shared this prayer concern with and asked him his advice and asked him to pray with me, he gave me great advice. And maybe someone here needs to hear this advice. He said, you know, God can use somebody else to pastor the church that you're in right now. But only you can be a son to your mom and dad. And that was good advice. God makes it clear that we are to follow his word, to understand what he's asking us to do, and then just to, by faith, trust him and follow him. And if you have challenges in your family right now, this is very clear from Scripture. God wants you to, to do what you can to help. He wants you to do it with respect. He wants you to find a way to be as big of help as you can and then set your action to go to do that. And as you do that, he'll bless. This is the practice of respect. And it comes with a promise. The New Testament notes that this is the first commandment we promise. And it's a twofold promise that your days may be long, that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. So the two part promise is you'll have days of blessing and you'll have a blessing in your days. So there's two parts there that you'll live long, and notice it says in the land. It doesn't say you'll live long in life necessarily, but he says you'll live long in the land. And I think that phrase there uh, makes, it, uh, makes the meaning such that it does not mean that you'll be guaranteed to live 100 years old necessarily. And that those who don't live a long life, well, they didn't do good obeying their parents. That's not what this means. He's talking to the nation of Israel. He had brought them into the land. He's saying, now, now you're fixing to have a society I want you to build on respect and if you don't do this in your home, he's saying, you're not going to last long as a nation. You're not going to last long in this country, in this land. You're not going to last long as a people because you're going to begin to fracture. And you're not going to be strong. That's what he mean, meant by you'll live long in the land. And so there are exceptions where there are godly families, have godly children that have uh, tragic incidents in which Someone does die young. That does not mean that they violated this commandment. This means they live in a sinful, fallen world and things happen. And God, for reasons that only he knows, allows those things. But generally, he's saying, as a people, we will be blessed with longevity as we base our life in this kind of respect. 
first at home and then in all other circles around us. It's a promise. And no longer how long our days are, there's a blessing that's promised in those days, whether it be long or short, that it may be well with you. And so the Lord promises to be with us and to give us a life that's worth living as we honor this commandment. There was an athlete by the name of Derek Redmond who competed in the Summer Olympics in 1992 in Barcelona, Spain that ran a race that the world has never forgotten. You might remember this, seeing this on television, that he was a 400-meter runner, and halfway through his race, after he trained all those years, put all that effort in, he pulled a hamstring halfway through the race. And he collapses on the, the track. The rest of the field leaves him behind. They go on to finish the race, and he's just laying there. The medical team rushes out to his aid with a stretcher, and he refuses it. He says, I am not a quitter. I'm going to finish this race. And even though he knew he was severely injured, he got up, and he began to hobble around the track. And there were 65,000 fans in, in the in the stadium, and millions more that were watching on television. And they began to cheer him on as they saw his, his uh, commitment to finish the race. But then something happened that astounded the crowd even more. A man ran out of the crowd onto the track and started running to him. At first, Derek thought it was a fan trying to stop him. But then he looked up. And he saw a face that he knew. It was his dad. His dad ran to his side, put his hand around the shoulder of his son, and said, Son, let's finish this race together. And that father and son hobbled around the track. And while the race was already done, and there was already a winner, already a first place. Uh, athlete, the whole world was focused on that guy who was coming in last because he refused to quit. And then there was this love and respect that was on full display before them. And as they neared the finish line, Derek's dad stepped aside and he let Derek finish by himself. And the crowd erupted with cheers. What were they seeing? They were seeing this commandment, this respect, this honor played out before them. And they looked at that and they said, even though he finished last, he finished first. And that's the kind of respect that God wants in homes. And in the whole world, really, in all of our lives. This is the kind of love and respect that will fill heaven one day. As the Lord calls His children home. And they are gathered around His throne and they spend eternity in His presence as a forever family. 
This is what God cares about. He cares about our life being filled with things that matter and that will last forever. Is your life filled with this kind of respect? You may have had a rough upbringing. You may have had a parent or both parents that made it harder for you to show this kind of respect. God understands that. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Central Word. Our prayer is that this message will encourage you in your walk with Christ as we dive into God's Word each and every week. Thanks again for joining us, and may God bless you in the week to come.